Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me today for the next episode of The Free Lawyer. Um, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I really am. Uh, thank you so very much. Today, we're going to talk about the important topic of networking. You know, we hear it talked about a lot, and I really wanted to do a deep dive into it today. Um, this episode may be a little longer than some of mine, perhaps, uh, but it's very important because we become lawyers. We learn how to research and write in law school. First couple of years, they teach us in our law firm how to be a lawyer how to do a deposition, draft an agreement, whatever it might be. And then we're expected to develop our own business. And, and they say we need to start networking. But, you know, what does that mean? What does it look like? So I thought it was really important to share some thoughts about networking and, and how to do it and, and what the hurdles are and how to be comfortable and how to succeed, even if you think, you don't have it in you to do it. So let's begin with some questions. Do you ever think about spending time network working and starting to network yourself? Are you uncomfortable in talking with strangers? Do you think you don't have enough time to network? Is your practice strong enough right now that you don't think you need to invest the time and energy in network because you have enough work to do? You know, in my career, I've struggled with all of those questions. I often wondered if I could network well or if it was worth it. But I've learned that one of the most critical aspects of our growth, both individually and professionally, is having an organized, dedicated networking program. So I always like to tell you what we're going to do in this episode so you know where we're heading. The first thing I do is talk to you about why networking is so important and how it can benefit us. And then I'm gonna review the most common objections that are made to networking. And I'm gonna discuss the two most important ones of them or the most common ones and show you how you can still network well, even if you consider yourself an introvert or if you lack time. I'm gonna talk about the most important characteristics of someone who does networking well and I'm going to give you, as I always do, tangible tools to help you become a better networker starting today. So why is networking important to us? You know, we often work so hard in a world of first things first that we delay or even avoid networking entirely because other activities seem more important to us. But I want to let you know that Networking can be so critical to your practice in so many ways. And the earlier you start and the more time you spend, the better off you are. These are some of the many benefits of networking. The first is professional development. Networking allows us to expand our knowledge 
that we learn from others in our field and to stay up to date with our practice area's latest developments and trends. Um, and I'll give two examples from my life. I spent a good bit of my life as a civil defense attorney in the insurance arena, in the transportation field. I represented truck drivers and trucking companies and trucking insurance companies. And I would go to three major conferences a year where I would both get to network and learn tremendous information about transportation, trucks, and the whole industry. And then I reinvented myself as a family law attorney. And I learned so much from the other lawyers that I networked with because I really was, you know, behind, if you will. I started doing family law when I was maybe 55 years old and, and others have been doing it, you know, since they were 25 or so. So really networking helped me to learn so much during my career. The second is career advancement. Networking helps you to build meaningful relationships. You will find other lawyers who you know, like, and trust and who know, like, and trust you. And you can build relationships with folks who are potential employers, clients, and colleagues, and it can lead to new job opportunities for you and an increased likelihood of success in your career. So, you know, networking, you may meet another lawyer who has his own firm who may be interested in you or a company that may want to hire you as in-house counsel. It broadens your opportunities in your career and gives you the prospect of other um, positions that may be better for you than where you are now. Referrals. Uh, networking helps us to build a referral network of trusted colleagues and clients who we can refer business to when the opportunity arises or who refer business to us. Um, you know, referrals happen a lot in our profession. I've done primarily family law the last 15 years. Um, and I had a network of other attorneys who I would refer work to, such as criminal law. We don't do that. Very complicated estate planning. We don't do that. Um, workers' comp cases. We don't handle them. And those lawyers and others would send us their divorce cases. They hate doing divorce cases, so they would send them to us. It was mutually beneficial because I could obtain the right lawyer to handle something for my client, but I would also get business from the other lawyers. And the same often happens when firms with conflicts, when conflicts arise, we refer matters back and forth. There's another trucking lawyer in Maryland. We would regularly refer work to each other and she, in fact, referred one of her clients to me to handle as, as I did for a number of years. Building our reputation. Networking allows us to build our reputation and to be seen and known as an expert in our field. And that enhances our credibility and increases our visibility. Um, you know, I became known really as one of the preeminent trucking experts in Maryland from my networking. And whatever you, your field is, you can do likewise. Collaboration. Networking gives us opportunities to collaborate with other lawyers on projects and cases and initiatives, which can lead to new ideas and, and increase success. Personal growth. Uh, networking both as a process allows us to grow 
because sometimes we we honestly step out of our comfort zone, whether it's walking into a room full of prospective clients and shaking some hands, whether it's speaking at a conference or writing um, an article in a bar journal, uh, all those help us to grow, but, but also connecting with others in a similar field will help us to grow personally and professionally. We will have greater access to information and resources and experts um, that might not otherwise be available or we might not know of it. And we will obtain increased confidence and skills. Networking helps us to develop and, and refine our communication skills, our interpersonal relationship skills, and our leadership skills. And that increases our confidence and our effectiveness in both our professional and personal lives. I know for me, um, networking, both in the family law arena and the uh, transportation arena, I developed so many acquaintances, even friends who I, I trusted and liked so much, and, and I know they like me, and they referred work to me, and I referred work to them, and I've grown so much. Um, and, and I did not do as much of it in my younger years. Um, maybe networking wasn't as big of a deal. You know, I'm not sure. Um, but particularly for younger lawyers, it opens up a world of opportunities to you. You know, networking really is an integral part of our professional development and our success. And by building those strong relationships and being seen as an expert and expanding your networks, you'll increase your chance of success and achieve your professional goals. What are some of the most common objections to networking? You know, there are so many networking benefits, really, um, but so many of us are hesitant to actively develop a networking program. Why is that? Here are some of the most important reasons. Lack of time. Many attorneys just feel so overworked and overwhelmed they don't think they have the time to devote to networking given their demanding schedules and work workloads. Two, I'm an introvert. Some attorneys are naturally introverted. In fact, I, I heard it here it said that as a profession, we're more introverted than others, which I find somewhat surprising, but it may be true. But many of us are introverted and we feel uncomfortable or get anxious in large groups or social situations or, or meeting folks we don't already know. Fear of rejection. Some may feel we lack the confidence to network effectively. We're afraid of being rejected or being seen as pushy. Some people see networking as being inauthentic. <laughs> they may view it as insincere or forced, and they would might rather build relationships organically and naturally. Some of us prefer solitary work. We might prefer to work independently in our silo, in our office, churning away, and don't really see the value in networking. Lack of clear goals. You know, without clear goals and a sense of purpose, some attorneys feel networking is aimless and really not worth their time. But what are the two most common objections? Being introverted and lacking time. And, and I'm gonna show you both of those really can be over, overcome. How can net uh, introverts effectively network? Trust me, introverts can network successfully. It can be challenging because an introvert might be more comfortable in a smaller, quieter setting or building a solid relationship one-to-one, -one, but achieving their networking goals is still possible. Here are some tips 
or introverts who are going to be doing networking. The first is to plan ahead. Prepare for your networking event by researching the attendees, understanding the topics are going to be discussed, understanding the seminars or meetings, making sure you know the purpose of the networking group. That way you'll be more comfortable and confident in your interactions. Two, find your niche. You know, attend networking events that really align with your interests and your goals. So you're more comfortable and you can connect with like-minded individuals who share your passions. Three, focus on quality over quantity. Don't worry about meeting as many people as you can. That's, that's not important. Instead, trying to build a deeper, more genuine relationship with fewer individuals. You know, one-on-one, one-on-two, small groups. Try to connect with a smaller number of people. Four, be yourself. Authenticity is critical to building a good networking relationship with someone. So be true to yourself. Just let your personality shine through in your interactions. Don't try to be someone you're not. Five, listen actively. Pay attention to what others say and ask questions. Show interest in their perspectives and their experiences and what they're doing. You know, I found the easiest way to network when I walk into a room of maybe strangers is think of some questions that I can ask. I have found that everyone is happy to talk about themselves. They're very comfortable in doing that. And we all know how to ask questions. Whatever our field of endeavor is, we all know how to do that. So go with some questions that you might be able to ask. Where do you live? Where do you work? What kind of law do you practice? How do you like it? What do you like best? Things of that nature. Just get the conversation going. And, and you'll find they're just another slightly apprehensive person in a crowd of people like you, and they're happy to share. And finally, take breaks. If it gets to be a bit much, just take a break and recharge. Step away from the event, spend some time alone, and, and come back in. So try incorporating these tips into your networking strategy. Plan ahead, find your niche, focus on quality over quantity, be authentic, listen effectively to others and ask questions and take breaks. And it's not about being the most outgoing person in the room, not about being the comedian or the dominating personality, but it's only about connecting with others genuinely and meaningfully. So how about the other major objection? How do we network when time is so short? So many would say, I'm so busy. I don't have time to network. And, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. We are overworked and overwhelmed. And networking can often be put on the back burner, but it, it really, it's such a priority for us to um, develop relationships with other people, to grow our practice, to get referrals, to meet new prospective clients. It, it's critical. And although it can be time intensive, we still can do it well, even with limited time. So here's some tips for maximizing your networking efforts in a limited time frame. The first is to prioritize. Identify the most important events and individuals for you to connect with and focus your time and energy on these. Don't do a shotgun approach. Be targeted, limited, and direct in what you try to do. Use online networking. Um, you know, a great tool is LinkedIn. Um, you know, I've built 
my exposure tremendously on LinkedIn or other social media, or use your professional network to connect with others and expand your network. Be strategic. Focus on building relationships with those individuals who are likely to be most beneficial to your business or to your career goals. Follow up promptly. When you meet someone new, follow up by text or email to maintain that connection and strengthen the relationship. Leverage your existing relationships. Utilize your existing connections and friendships and professional acquaintances to expand your network by asking for someone to introduce you to others in their network who may be relevant to your goals. You'll find that your friends and connections are happy to introduce you to others. Be efficient. Make the most of your time at events by coming prepared with talking points, questions, and a plan for the type of individuals you want to connect with. You know, you really can be effective with limited time with networking because it's not about the number of events you attend or the number of people you meet, but really it's about the quality of the relationships you build. What are some of the characteristics of a good networker? The first is we need strong communication skills. We need particularly the ability to listen actively, to ask good questions and express ourselves clearly and concisely. And I wanna emphasize the importance of listening and asking questions. We learn so much from others while we do that. Um, if we're talking to someone who's another lawyer, we may learn what field he does, what areas he might be open to referrals in, what areas he might want to refer out. If it's a prospective employer, managing partner of another firm, we may find what the holes are in their firm. If it's a prospective client, we may find what their needs and pain points are that we may be able to address. So focus on the communication skills. Empathy, good networks, good networkers can put themselves in the other person's shoes and understand their perspectives. And that helps us to build strong relationships. Authenticity. You know, some folks think networking is fake and artificial, shaking hands with people you may not really want to talk to, etc. But the reality is the best networkers are truly genuine and authentic in their interactions with others. And that helps them to build trust and credibility. Four, enthusiasm. Good networkers are enthusiastic about the people they meet and the opportunities they have to connect with others. That makes them more engaging and likable. We don't go and like, to, I wish I wasn't here. We get kind of excited about the event and what's going on and who might be there. Adaptability. Good networks, workers can adapt their communication skills to different styles and situations and different people. Um, you know, one thing I always admire about my wife, Brenda, is she can communicate with some at the very highest level in her medical profession, the CFO of the bank, I mean, of the hospital, and she can communicate with the, so to speak, lowest worker in the building, all in the same level. And she adapts her style of communication, whether she's talking to the chief operating officer of the hospital or a CNA who's helping a patient on the floor. That adaptability is very important. Strategic thinking. To network well, we need a strategic mindset. We need a plan. We look for opportunities to build relationships that will benefit us. 
follow through. This is one of the most important. We always, if we're good at networking, we'll follow through with the people we met. Send them the information we said we would send them or drop them a text or an email, whatever it might be. And finally, it's important to have good etiquette, to be respectful of other people's time, follow up promptly, avoid being pushy, self-promoting, uh, talking about ourselves too much. So good networking etiquette is also important. So how, here's the most important thing. How can we become better networkers? You're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I'm not all those things Gary just described. I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I can do this. It seems daunting, doesn't it? We wonder if we really are capable of networking effectively. But if we realize the importance and we want to get started, how do we? Here are some steps. The first is to set clear goals. What do you want to achieve? What kind of people do you want to meet? What sort of organizations do you want to connect with? What is the purpose of your networking? Is it to obtain referrals, to meet new clients, to find possible job opportunities? Set the goal for what you're trying to accomplish. Two, get involved. Participate in events or organizations that align with your goals and interests. You know, get involved in a committee, write an article for the journal for, of the group, seek opportunities to meet new people and engage in meaningful conversations. Three, be prepared. Research the organization putting on the event or the networking group that you, enjoy, you joined. Understand its purpose. Understand the purpose of the conference or the meeting. Research the people who may be there that you might want to connect with and prepare the right questions or talking points to help facilitate conversation or to allow you to participate meaningfully. Be yourself. I've talked about this before. Authenticity is really the key to building those relationships. So be genuine in your interactions. Let your real personality shine through. You know, we all have different personalities. We may be thoughtful. We may be goofy and funny. Whatever your personality is, just be true to it. Five, listen actively. Pay attention. Listen well. Ask good follow-up questions. Show your interest. Follow up with an email, a call, a text to maintain that connection and strengthen your relationship. And finally, continuously improve. Reflect on your networking skills. Look at how it worked out for you. Look at how it helped you or not. Look at what you can do better. Look if, and see if there's a better way to do it, such as attending a different networking book or uh, events, attending a different event, taking a course. How can I become a better networker? Find someone who's good at that and ask for suggestions. You know, can't we all do these things? By incorporating these steps into our networking strategy, we can all become a more effective and successful networker. And we will build those relationships that benefit us personally and professionally. You know, the key to growth really is networking because we, we meet new clients, we get referrals, we educate ourselves more about the field in which we work. We open up possibility of job opportunities. And I would say the single most important thing is to be yourself. Don't use a shotgun approach and do everything. What is something you're most comfortable with? 
what is an approach or a skill that shows you off the best that you're most comfortable with and you enjoy. Maybe it's writing a thoughtful article for a journal of a group. Maybe it's giving a presentation. Maybe it's getting active on a committee and getting to know four or five people in your field very well. But choose what works best for you and, and then follow through with it. And sometimes we put this off out of fear. And fear really can stop us from being who we want to be. Um, if I can help you in any way with any of these things, please reach out to me. Because trust me, um, it's very important to you and your success. And truly networking is the key to your growth, both as an individual and in your practice. Thank you all so much for joining me today to chat about networking. Um, I hope you have a great day. Please, as always, be well, be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.